What's going on, future transplants of Charlotte? Welcome to another episode of Four Transplants in a Microphone, where today we cover uh, all things college football within Charlotte with a special guest, Ryan Apt. So, real quick, we are not four, but we are actually five transplants today. So I'd love to, one, make the promise every time that if you're thinking about moving to Charlotte, doing business in Charlotte, already do either of those things. We have a whole lot of fun info for you and a whole lot of good laughs. And two, always love to thank the Fox and the Hound Northlake location for hosting us as always. Um, always a pleasure. There was great hopes here. So they, they found out as early as this morning they were hosting us. Just well, that's fine. And see, they can get accommodated And early. they're yeah. nimble too, folks. Exactly. So real quick, since we have a new voice on the show today, I figure we could all go around. We'll do Ryan last and give you a little bit more time to actually introduce yourself. But we'll go around and just do super quick intros with the four of us. I'll start off Jack Tompkins with Pineapple Consulting Firm, helping small businesses be data-driven. Brandon? Uh, Brandon with Superior Data Solutions. We're a managed solutions provider. Brandon forgets what he does every once in a while. tough one, yeah. <laughs> He's the podcast producer. What's my name? Don't, don't worry, it's going to sound amazing in post. <laughs> exactly. It's Russell Hughes from Hughes Realty Advisors. We are middle market commercial real estate specialists. Brian Johnson, I am the owner of Maine & Johnson, a business coaching and consulting company here in Charlotte. All right, I'm Ryan Apt. I'm with Insperity. We help small businesses with all things HR, from payroll to health benefits to everything in between. So, Thanks, Ryan. Well, so thanks for so much for joining us, our first official guest on the show. Uh, yeah, I was going to say, we got to celebrate yeah. that. Uh, we thanks for having me on. Yeah, yeah absolutely, absolutely. So really quick, we've all talked about where we're from and what part of town we live in. So for the audience, move from far away, why'd you move here, where'd you end up, all that good stuff. Yeah, so I've been to Charlotte in, I guess, about six years now. Moved from Oklahoma originally. There's not many of us from Oklahoma out here, but every once in a while I find somebody. So reason we moved out, my wife is originally from Connecticut, and we met in Oklahoma and decided we wanted to leave Oklahoma, but move somewhere that was close to both. So we kind of picked the middle, which happened to be Charlotte. We visited once and then decided to move. We could drive to both, we can fly to both, and people can come down and visit us, but they can't sneak up on us. So it works out well. I like it. That's genius. Yeah, I like that. Smart move not moving to Connecticut also. That's, as the viewers know, I'm also from there. And I'm yeah. What's going on. They, no one wants to live there. Uh, they said, you should move to Connecticut. You know, you can get to Boston in an hour, you can get to New York in an hour. I said, well, what's cool in Connecticut? They said, nothing. So, <laughs> you can get to Boston in an hour. <laughs> right. Yeah, you go your, there. That's your advertisement. You can right. go other places in just over an hour. <laughs> yeah. Why don't I go there? Exactly. Uh, so what part of town do you live in now, Ryan? So currently living in Indian land, just over the border from Valentine. We were in Matthews originally, moved to South Park, and then just before the real estate market went nuts last year, we moved to Indian land. Got a little bit more room. Cool. Yeah, I like it. Nice. That's good. That's a new area for us, too, because none of us live there. So that'll yeah. be a good take, too. That's near Georgia. Yeah, it's, it's getting down there. Yeah. Yeah. you got to be close to the South Carolina border, right? Um, he's across. Carolina. Across. Oh, yeah. Well, there you go. Two miles. I can yeah, let's go back and forth. So you're still technically close to it. I was just wrong. <laughs> <laughs> just the wrong side. Right. He got, he got fact-checked. Yeah. Oh, geez, I got fact-checked. Jack the fact got fact. Okay, awesome. So let's dive into the college football scene. A bit of like newsworthy stuff for Charlotte for week one of the college football season. We're in, I guess, midweek three right now. 
But week one, we had college game day here, which was really cool. It was Clemson versus Georgia. Mm-hmm. It was a huge scene at Bank of America Stadium, which is where the Panthers play. It was really cool. We're in week four now. That's in me. Yeah. Yep. Let's see. I don't so know. That's why UNC I'm, ja- I'm Jack's on a roll today. <laughs> so. What's that? Didn't UNC beat Duke? Was that at the Bank of America Stadium, too? I think so. I, I don't no, know. No, it was, was, like, was at Charlotte. They, was they it? did. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. That God, was week one. God yeah. bless yeah. UNC. Yeah. So that is, that's a, in terms of local college football, UNC Charlotte is kind of what we have. And they make some appearances. App State, obviously, Russell knows this better than <clears> anybody. They have their one <laughs> amazing win against Michigan. Yeah. App State, no one had a clue where App State was. Right. Except people in North Carolina. Before that game. Yep. And not one person has come up and thanked me for all <laughs> of the exposure that Upstate got. <laughs> they also almost beat uh, Miami. Yeah. Uh, what was that, week two this year, I think? Yeah, it was a really close game. It was game. a very close game. I was watching that with Miami fans. It was very scary. But we've got Russell, Michigan. We've got Brian, OH. IO. And we've got Ryan with Oklahoma. Oklahoma's having a good season so far. Undefeated, I don't know about a good season, but I think oh, our expectations that, were pretty high. That catch so. from the D-back was pretty damn sweet. Yeah. That was one of the best catches I've ever seen in my life. And uh, the funny thing is, when he caught it, Lincoln Riley actually tried to challenge the, the call and say he didn't catch it because it It was cost fourth about, and 18. Yeah, it was fourth and 18. It cost about 25 yards of field position. So he went up to the ref and was like, can I challenge it? And they're like, no, <laughs> you <laughs> cannot. No, you cannot challenge your own player. I mean, that's it was hilarious. pretty obvious that he caught the ball. Yeah, and that's I what mean, they said. They said it's been yeah. confirmed 100 times. You can't. Yeah. <laughs> Odell Beckham's like, damn, does he play offense? <laughs> nope. Get him on a couple routes now. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Michigan is also 3-0, but we I don't are. think they've played – we really? played Washington. It was supposed to be good, but turned out to be a disaster. And then, yeah, uh, we beat the hell out of Northern Illinois and Western Michigan. So, yeah, we're not really into the meat of the season yet. So I'm excited, but I have every confidence in the world at Jim Harbaugh's ability to screw this up. So <laughs> That's a true fan right there. <laughs> I did see Michigan is favored in every game the rest of the season, including the last one. Really? Yep. I mean, in fairness, Ohio has garbage defense, but and our O-line, I mean, it seems like things are clicking, but again, I'm very hesitant to get enthusiastic in any way, shape, or form, because Michigan State's looking good, too, and, you know, we got to run in that, run to that buzzsaw first. Jeez, so. You sound like a Browns fan. With uh, yeah, we know it's what's gonna win. It's gonna, it's not gonna end well. It's <laughs> that Lions optimism. Oh, yeah. that's right. Yeah, you're a Lions fan. That's yeah. I, you know, I'll, I'll tell you what. The, the most proud thing I am about Michigan football is we've never forgot what a Michigan man is. That is the goal is to create Michigan men. But also, even when Rich Rodriguez and Brady Hoke were coaching, we never went under a hundred thousand in um, attendance. So, which is saying something because, I mean, those guys sucked real bad. I mean, Brady Hoke was wandering around the sidelines without a headset on, for God's sakes. (laughs) Is that, Brian, we were talking about this yesterday, is Michigan's, that's the uh, highest capacity stadium. Mm -hmm. That's right? Okay. Yep. By a long stop. Penn State's number two. and Tennessee, I think, is right up there. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Tell us about Ohio, Brian. What do you got going for Ohio State? Well, I mean, we dropped a game to Oregon. That's going to prove hurtful, I think, especially if Oregon continues to win just simply because they have the head-to-head. I mean, the Pac-12 doesn't have a great track record of getting, you know, a lot of teams in. So Oregon is in the driver's seat. 
But I mean, it, Big Ten season hasn't started. I mean, Ohio State's actually already played one conference game. They beat Minnesota week one um, on the road. So, I mean, good from that angle. But I mean, Russell said it. I mean, Ohio State's defense right now is not looking great. Uh, and it's similar to like what it was in 2019 when they made the playoff. Probably should, in my opinion, have beaten Clemson, not just because of the targeting call that wasn't, but the fumble where the guy took three steps, Ohio State scooped and scored, and they said they actually ruled him down. Like how the ball came out of his hands while he was standing upright, they ruled him down. So that's a call I've still to this day not gotten. But the point was that was the last time Ohio State's defense was a little bit rocky like this. So. I don't think you wanted to beat Clemson in 2019, going up against LSU. No, probably not. Although the only benefit I would have said is that was Ohio State's quarterback, Joe Burrow. Oh, that's right. right. So if right. anybody had a scouting report on it, it would have been Ohio State. So I say, being an Oklahoma fan and watching what happened to us in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I didn't think anybody was going to touch that team. Well, and by no means was I <laughs> suggesting that Ohio State was going to win, or I would not have thought it. I just simply know that they should have probably beaten Clemson despite that bad defense. To be beaten at a later date. Yeah. yeah. yeah just postpone <laughs> well, I mean, it one more week. <laughs> at least you got that running back who had his debut yeah. last week and looked amazing. So, I, I don't I mean your funnel of former felons into college football <laughs> is impressive. This is this is every conversation with a Michigan fan. Yeah. No. I <laughs> if mean they if they can't beat you, they imprison you. <clears throat> no, if we if we allowed people to be felons and come play at Michigan I think we would have a lot better luck. But Terrell Pryor, good job there. I don't Go know. TP. Matthews worked out pretty good. He made it to the pros. <laughs> Who? Matthews from uh, Honey Badger. Oh, Tyrone. Oh, Tyron. that, <laughs> sorry. I, that was Post supposed to be internal dialogue. <laughs> Post edit. Yeah, we'll put that out. That's why Brandon's here. All right, so tying this back to Charlotte briefly. Have you guys found other college football fans of your same team in Charlotte? Because obviously, yeah. let's say Ohio, there's like 50,000. Yeah, there, actually, there's like yeah. three. They're like freaking cockroaches. Buckeye yeah. bars. Yeah. The, the, one, the only one that actually the last time I was there was I actually was there for both Ohio State-Oklahoma games. One I enjoyed more than the other. But when I was there, it was, uh, what's the bowling alley in Uptown, is it? Lucky... Lucky, Lucky strike. strike, yeah. Oh, yeah. That's an Ohio like State. Like, yeah. they have just Ohio State everything. Okay. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. Huh. The, the Manchester is a phenomenal restaurant in South End, I think, is also. It's all things Ohio. It's funny okay. about bowling alleys, because the only fight that I've gotten into since I graduated from college was with an Ohio State alumnus <laughs> at Park Road Bowling. <laughs> and he was trying to explain to me how Ohio State is academically, I don't know if he was saying on par or superior, which are equally ridiculous arguments but he was a little a very small obviously we're a podcast you guys don't know but i'm 6'5 250 i'm built like a damn gorilla and this guy was probably <laughs> no one's ever said that before <laughs> five six 130 and he decided to go hands-on with me so I was, I'm like, I don't mean to be rude, but you're kind of proving my point about Ohio State and, you know, <laughs> intelligence. So, did you mention yeah. a Napoleon complex in your argument at all? Hmm? The, did, the did Napoleon mention, complex? Yeah. No. Okay. No. Did he? I, his whole family, his daughter was like throwing swings at, or throwing punches at me, I found out later. I mean, it was comical. Did he say, no MMA, bro? No MMA, bro. <laughs> Let's keep this stand up. We're not going jujitsu on it. So related to that story, I do kind of like how there is still that rivalry in Charlotte. Like wherever you're from, 
there's still there's somebody who's on the opposite side. And you'll find them apparently at bowling alleys, and they might be small. But there's a bar to go to for everything. But they're um, scrappy. But they're scrappy. In their own minds. Until they get kicked out of them. you got to beep that out now. you got to bleep out all of your sections, it's actually. A, it's a 14-minute podcast. Yeah. Well, we'll eliminate I, I did find out a really fast way to offend people is if you say, oh, that's uh, UCLA blue. Not good. They don't oh, like that. Yeah. It's Carolina blue. Yeah. UCLA blue. Yeah. Nice. No. Well, that's like USC. You're like, has anybody even? I'm said sorry, that but USC does not stand for South Carolina. Oh no, I was out I'm here, like, and they're like, who oh, started? It's, who? it's like Carolina blue. I said, yeah, it's like UCLA blue. <laughs> yeah. I just got a blank stare, and I feel the like hate. It's, it's like heat almost. It radiates. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it sucked. All right, so we moved here in 2010. Right after the App State fiasco, <laughs> I went to college with the Fab Five. So we lost to UNC and Duke in successive years in the finals of the basketball tournament. So I'm out like on the playground with my two and a half year old daughter and people are screaming at me. And I've got my Michigan football. They're like, App State from like across the playground. I'm like, I'm here with my daughter. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> and then UNC people would like, oh yeah. You know, like, or, or Duke people, everybody's got the timeout sign. I mean, it's just, yeah, when we moved here, thank God we beat Upstate. At least we shut them up. But the UNC people and Duke people are still talking about the friggin' Fab Five. Wow. So, in fairness, is. most of the world still talks about that. Yeah. <laughs> I watched 30 for 30 like once a year. and Chris Weber's awesome. And it, that actually came up. <laughs> Was Jalen Rose talking about it? I believe he was actually in there. I think it was, uh, what was the guy from Duke? Latimer? Or yeah, Christian Leitner. Latimer. Yeah. Leitner. Leitner. Everybody hates Christian It's Leitner. funny because Grant Hill came to play for the Pistons, so he kind of got a pass. And Grant's just a class guy, but everybody hates Leitner. Yeah. No one, no, yeah. I will say, as many colleges that there are in town, UNC and Duke probably the biggest two that you like you'll see and like now that you're here you have to pick one and we, we talked about this before that a lot of people's day one is are you a carolina fan or a duke fan well yeah. i actually found the opposite because we're all from you know different places we all have our schools and so i mean i don't pick either one just because i don't, yeah, I don't I've care never, i've never <laughs> yeah, responded right. okay. to that question. yeah i just I, i'm like i'm an oklahoma fan but i think the, the whole thing you know in Oklahoma, you had Oklahoma, you had Oklahoma State. That's it's mm. a once a year. They, what about you know, the we, Texas rivalry, though? It, the, Texas is the rival, but there aren't many people Texas fans in Oklahoma. Right. True. But here, you know, like you across know, the Red River. Yeah. So here, I lo- you know we lose to Ohio State, and I'm hearing about it from you know, mm. everybody. Mm. Yeah. And then the next year, I got to return the favor, but we lose to Georgia in the playoffs in double overtime, and Georgia fans come out of the woodwork. And so that's yeah. the kind of fun part is that. Not only, you know, you get all fans from everywhere, and if you play each other, like, you might fit an Oregon fan, randomly they'll come up to you and start yelling at you. <laughs> that's, that's how it works, and that's kind of the fun part of college football here is that you have that melting pot of everybody, yeah. and they yeah. can all come in and talk trash, and then afterwards you'll hear about it forever. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that's a good point, though, because, I mean, you've got, obviously, the North Carolina school is close. You've got USC, yeah. University of South Carolina, you've got Clemson, you've got Georgia, you've got a lot of big name schools that are pretty close that people come here the, to. The only well, big I've thing that I've never I, heard the end of that clowny hit. I mean, yeah. People who <laughs> talk about the freaking clowny hit to this day. That got him, like, moved him up like eight picks. Yeah. In the oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, absolutely. And admittedly, that was a hit. But mm. 
So my, my big beef with college football in this area is, and, and maybe we're more ACC here than we are actually like the SEC, but I mean, you're an Oklahoma fan, we're both Big Ten. Mm -hmm. The thing that, like, what, what I always thought was the gold standard was the home and home. Like, when we played Oklahoma, we went, what did we play? We beat you in Oklahoma, mm -hmm. then Baker played the flag the yeah. in Columbus. But that home and home in two consecutive years, like, two major programs doing that, one of them is going to go get a loss. I mean, that's just the way it works. I, it drives me nuts that, like, I see, like, SEC teams, and I, I'm not arguing are they better or not, and not trying to categorically say it's unfair. There are games that they play against neutral teams. They play, like, at Arlington Field in Texas. Mm. They play, like, in Charlotte. They don't play Clemson in Clemson. You know, they don't go – when have you seen Alabama travel – to another school up north anywhere and play them there. They never go north of the Mason-Dixon line. Although that's all true, the SEC does compete heavily with Ohio State for the former felon uh, <laughs> recruiting class. So there's a little bit of bitterness there. Would you say they're on par? <laughs> they're they are on par for recruiting felons. I was trying to think, because they made a big deal about that one. It was true, though. went to Penn State last week. Yeah. How right. long it had been. and. I don't know. I don't remember how long it had been, but it had been a long time since they went to a Big Ten school. Well, and yeah. going to Happy Valley, especially a whiteout game, yeah. where everyone's wearing the same. I mean, it's like it's it's a whole different level. Well, and I, my understanding is the showers are really nice in the locker rooms. So. Wow! <laughs> I got a massage. Wow! In Happy for, Valley. <laughs> so for the one Penn State fan that we had, we'll miss you. <laughs> It was a pleasure knowing you. Thank you for listening to. I was say, there's a one, fair amount of Penn State fans in Charlotte, and I've that, been to. Wow, that one Penn State. Fan wow, in <laughs> Lord, we just <laughs> lost the one Penn State guy. Shit. There are. I feel like there's a fair amount in Charlotte. I've actually I've been to a whiteout game, and I've never really been a college football fan because I went to UConn. And the best analogy I've ever heard is, you know, you have a problem sports gambling if you care about the UConn football score. Right. No, but I mean, their women's basketball team. Well, that's, amazing. I guess I'm a women's yeah. basketball fan. Yeah. I, I guess I yeah. have to be. But I've been to a whiteout game that kind of made me a Penn State fan because that was one of the coolest experiences. Ryan, I think you're going next year. That's, right? Yeah, after the game, a couple of buddies, they were like, let's go. And so it's actually Ohio State is the game next year. Oh, cool. Uh, first of October. So I don't know if we're going to get tickets, but let's plan the. We were, I was at school when Penn State joined the Big Ten. And they dominated the Big Ten. They, like, won the Big Ten championship. And I'll never forget, there was a guy in my bar, and I was working. I was working security. I was a bouncer, and, and he was just wasted. And he was a happy drunk, but he was a drunk. And I'm like, dude, you got to go. And he's like, is it because I'm from Penn State? And I'm like, no, dude, I'm an equal opportunity asshole. You got to go. <laughs> <laughs> but he, he was a happy drunk, but, man, they came in and just, yeah, that was ugly. So. Yeah, that was right at their peak. Penn State's when they joined the Big Ten. That was, yeah. They disappeared for 10 years after that. But they came in as just like a wrecking ball. <clears throat> but I, d I do appreciate, like, when you see, like, Oklahoma. I, I know you guys play Texas sometimes at a neutral site or something. Oh, every year yeah, at a neutral year. site. But that's okay because that's, that's an interconference rivalry at that point. But I, the home-and-home -home thing bugs me. Like, Ohio State was supposed to play in Oregon last year and play Oregon at home this year. Mm -hmm. And it was just because of COVID that, in, you know, them starting late that they didn't. But I was really looking forward to Ohio State going out and playing at Oregon. And I just, it frustrates me when I, you know, see like the SEC where they just won't do that. And your point to 
Auburn going to Happy Valley is a big deal because it's just not common. I will say, I think, I don't know how it's going to change with the SEC and Oklahoma moving to the SEC, but we are scheduled to play Georgia at home in the next couple of years. So we'll see how that actually plays out. But, I mean, I think it's Oklahoma. We're just like, yeah, you're coming to us. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, bigger schools can kind of dictate that. But Yeah. But I agree. I mean, it's like after watching football in the big house, there's just, you know, it's Panther Stadium or Bank of America Stadium or whatever it is, it's just not comparable. And, I mean, you really get the advantage of messing with the other team. And, I mean, Auburn, I mean, they, I guess they played the week, or the practice the week prior with the speakers on 120 decibels (laughs) to get ready for the game. And that's crazy. Makes sense. That's logical preparation. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense, but it's like, my God, that's an extreme level of prep for, for, a, for a simple, for one game. Right. Still, one game matters. Yeah. What I do think is cool, again, bringing back to Charlotte, is I've made, like, on the business side, I've made introductions for two people that I think that they were Hokies of Virginia Tech alum, and they, like, kind of had things in common. I was like, oh, like, you're both Virginia Tech fans, so you guys couldn't go talk. And they would not have connected otherwise. Yep. They had a great conversation. They ended up putting on an event together, and it was so cool. And so, I, like, obviously, this is cool that we can just talk about this and have three different uh, schools here. We go pick somebody off the street, and they're going to be a, a different fan, too. Mm-hmm. So I do like that a lot about Charlotte, because you can find your people, even if they're Oklahoma fans or wherever, and there's not a whole lot of them here. Yeah, there's a bar for every school. Right. And the fact that every school is represented yeah. somewhere in the city mm-hmm. is pretty neat. Yeah, it's unique, too. I don't know if you guys have been to the bars or experienced that at all, but I think it's cool. I, I don't go to bars. <laughs> you don't, oh, no. I, I totally disagree with that. Hearing <laughs> everything about them. As we're looking at, like, there's a Michigan bar. We're at the Fox and the Hounds yeah. bar in yeah. North Lake, by the way. Brandon's got a yeah. beer next to him. I th- yeah. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> My wife's listening. <laughs> I got to bring up old stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Anything else on, on college football in Charlotte? Not about Charlotte, but... It is actually. I mean, to refute your one point, though, it is kind of neat, the idea that you could go... In Charlotte, you could go watch Clemson and Georgia play. Yeah, right. Go physically watch them, not on Zoom. I mean, you know, I agree that they should play at their home stadiums, but it is... It's kind of cool that you could potentially just drive uptown and watch that game. Yeah, that was outside. It was in a lot of the tailgating there. It was a very cool scene. I've never seen that much school pride anywhere, and that's... There's tons UConn, of Clemson and Georgia people in this town. There's so. a lot, and they'll come out when when there's a game on, too. Oh, yeah. It was a cool scene. But, all right, well, this was good. Again, Ryan, thank you so much for coming. Guys, good conversation. College football, It's Charlotte is a city in the south. It is not necessarily a southern city. However, when college football is on, it turns into a southern city. And it's, uh, a lot of, it's a lot of fun to watch. OH. Nope. Yeah, we should, we should do <laughs> this college talk more often. Yeah. Oh, it's quiet. Oh, no. Thanks for having me on. (laughs) Yeah, thanks for coming, Ryan. Thanks for bringing us. Yeah, what it should have been is we should have college talk more often. (laughs) (laughs) There it is. The first sound finally happened 20 minutes. Well, I had the volume turned down, so that'd be my fault. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. Thanks again to the Fox and Hound. Tune in next week. we got some good stuff uh, coming out for you. Yeah, and then we got the best uh, closing song ever. Yep, here we go. Here we go.
Call for alcohol, so finish your whiskey or beer.